In today's episode, we have the beautiful Sonia Godfrey. Sonia, where do you join us from? Hi, from Utah. Beautiful, amazing Salt Lake City, Utah. I love it. Yes. I love it. In today's episode, we will be talking about astral projection as well as your journey. So please correct me if I'm wrong. So in 2007, you had your first retreat and that is where you learned where people could see their auras and everything. And you, after being in a mirror for six hours, you was able to also see your aura. Somebody has been listening to this. <laughs> I know I do my homework. How, how was that? How was your journey? Because when we say we want to do something, it can be, it can be good because we're inspired, but can be very frustrating if we don't see the progress straight away because we're like, Oh, but look at them. They, they're now at this stage and I'm still here. Yeah. So let's get right into it. So in 2007, I went to a retreat that was my mentor Gary's retreat. That is where I met people that could see aura and do all of these different things and see energy. And I was like, wait a minute, why am I not like, how did I not know this was a thing? I found out about Reiki and energy healing. And so because I'm stubborn and I'd like to just go for it, I couldn't find anybody to really teach me, you know, things about the aura. They just said, you have to just stare at someone. <laughs> you just have to stare at someone. And after a while, you'll start to see it if it's meant for you to see. But I didn't have anybody that would sit with me to, to stare at an aura for hours. And so I started staring at myself in the mirror with a wall behind me. And I was like, all right, let's just do this. It's a Sunday. Let's go. I have all day, you know, like I'm going to see this. It took me six hours. And I remember that moment and I was just not going to give up, you know? And when I started seeing it, I was like, holy shit, I can see color around me. This is happening. <laughs> and that was the day that my third eye opened. Yeah. Wild. Wow. Wow. Yeah. In yeah. those, in those six hours, was it like just constant staring or as in, would you go and have a drink? Would you go and go use the bathroom? Would you... I mean, I would go and, and use the bathroom and, you know, grab, grab water and things like that. This was a long time ago. So the, I think that the question is really like, would I recommend doing it like that? Probably not. <laughs> you know, was it excessive? Yes. Um, I, but I also had the time to do it. What I have learned since then. So for anybody that wants to see the aura, it's actually something that you can see the energy field around your hand. So the way that I would do it is get your hand on a white wall. Like the important part is that you have a surface that's white and just, you know, hold it out like this or just get yourself comfortable. And then you want to look, or if you have a person that will let you practice, you know, for a while, but then you want to look, um, kind of like if your eyes were going fuzzy and you're looking beyond right? The, the actual hand. And if you stare kind of in this gaze, but you have to stay in yourself, your thoughts can't go thinking about your grocery shopping. List. It's very hard. It requires a lot of concentration. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it just practice. And if you don't have six hours because you don't have a Sunday, you know, to dedicate to it, just keep coming back to it. I would just do that. Like just Decide that you're going to do it for a certain amount of time every day and just come back to your practice and eventually you'll learn. So I love that. That's beautiful because like you say, sometimes we're like, oh, no, 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 because 
if if we don't catch ourselves we'll see ourselves drifting what does the to-do list say what do i have to do tomorrow what was that email that i have to reply so it's so easy to be in our thoughts and just get distracted and when it comes to um astral projection how was your journey do you remember your first time yes the first time actually comes with a wild story and actually you know what i'll say this i think maybe it'll be good for people um my very first mind opening of what my abilities were happened in a moment of like the most catastrophic moments of my life a lot of times people overlook these moments, yeah. but this is when, you know, you are like, life is so crazy. And then you have this hero moment and your superpowers turn on, right? It's in the moment of need. And that's kind of how it happened. Now I'll preface this by saying I was always a very spiritual person. I grew up in Italy in a Catholic country. And then my parents were a different religion. So I was working with two gods since I was little. Oh, okay. So, so mom's a different faith. Dad's a different faith? Yeah. What faith? They both became um, LDS, Latter-day Saints. That has also been known as like the Mormon religion. But Italy is a Catholic country. So it's very, very like people. very. Yeah. Like religion is a part of school, right? So, and I am going to all nuns, Catholic school, praying the rosary. And then on Sunday, here's another God and all sorts of other principles. So I was like, what God, you know, what's going on? So my whole life has been about this journey of figuring out God, figuring out the angels, figuring out, you know, everything beyond when I was 16 years old. So with this background, when I was 16 years old, I moved by myself to the United States. I didn't know the language. I didn't how did you manage that at 16? It was really hard. How, how was you able to get out? Was you able to, to, to just leave Italy or do you need parents' permission? I needed my parents to sponsor me as um, sponsored because I wasn't a foreign exchange student. So they had to agree to pay for my rent and to pay for my basic expenses while I was in school. And then we had to get a visa. So we had to do all of that. But I felt it so strongly and my parents felt it too. Like they knew. Cause I was like, listen, talk to God. You know, we always had that in my family. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Talk to God, God will tell you I gotta go. And so they, they agreed, you know, and, and I did, it was so hard, but I knew I had to. And I think I had to, because of what I'm doing now. Right. It set me up for my mission and purpose now here. But during that time, I tell you what, when you don't know the culture, it was a culture shock, everything shock, everything is different in the United States. And I didn't know much English at all. And so, 16, you're a baby, like a 16. Imagine I didn't even know nothing, let alone to make a, a bolognese pasta to now figuring out, you know, figuring out how to be an adult, how to just integrate yourself, how to network, how to figure stuff out. Yeah, it was, it was wild, but I knew I had to. So I've always had this thing inside of me where, you know, it's this God connection where I've always felt like I was very guided. And so I knew I had to, I cried every day. I mean, I don't recommend doing anything like that unless you really feel it. I cried every night to sleep and like it, but I knew I had to do it. So it was a really hard thing that I had to do. And now it's one of those things I go back to and I say, you know, if I did that, like I can do this, yeah. <laughs> but the, um, 
But what happened is I developed an intimate connection. Like, you know, it's you and God, like you're in a foreign country. You're going to have to sort out who to trust, you know, and like what to do and what the right choices are. And you can't rely on parents or friends or anybody else because they, they don't know. And so me and God got like this, you know, like I was like, are we doing this? Is this happening? So I developed this relationship, very spiritual. Then I went through my own dark ages where I questioned everything like everybody does. Right. But then fast forward. And now, you know, I go to this spiritual retreat that my mentor Gary puts on. This is like Tony Robbins, like self-development kind of stuff. And so I have a basis, a framework of understanding how to kind of hold yourself mentally and how to, you know, navigate through your emotions. Well, my boyfriend's um, twin brother decided to take his life and to take his girlfriend's life. I'm so sorry to hear that. Oh my gosh. That must have been like, like so traumatic. So, oh, that, that, that just gave me like shivers. Yeah, this was the moment that was the one that, and obviously I've processed this. So I say this in a way that's lighthearted, but it was a, it was something that obviously shook everybody, but it shook me to my core at the time. And I remember, um, just dropping to my knees and I was so mad at him because we had all gone to my mentors retreat together and I was so mad at him. And so just, I was mad. I was furious. I was like, how dare he do this? And I felt like chasing him. I wanted to talk to his spirit and literally just yell at him. You know, I was just mad. And what happened is I dropped to my knees and with the wrath of everything I had in me, I went to find him and I shot myself out of my body. And that's how I found out that I had this ability. And I found myself in the astral planes and I could see, and all of a sudden I was like, whoa. And it scared me. Right. But I saw what was going on and, um, and, and I started processing through it, but then it was scary. Right. Cause I was mm-hmm. like, what just happened? And then you come back to your body. And I think a lot of people have these things. Sometimes it happens like in your sleep, maybe not out of traumatic events, but maybe out of, you know, some people it happens at festivals or psychedelics or things like that, where they find themselves out there. For me, it happened out of strong emotions. And so Um, after that I was like, whoa. And then I came back and then I ended up like doing a bunch of research on this. And, um, and as I was processing through this, you know, I found out that the things that I was learning made sense that the places where he was and what happens to people that take their lives, like, this is what happens. This is the process. So I discovered this after death process, right? Like this passing on and how it all works. And, I started researching it and I found accounts of people like near death experiences, like, you know, things of that nature where I started putting it together. And I was like, what I'm seeing is right. You know, what I'm feeling is right. This whole thing. So I started kind of doing it on purpose because the first time something happens and it happens by accident, then you're like, is it, is it not? Yeah. And so I just, again, this is the stubborn determination of the Italian child. (laughs) I was like, I need to do this again. And so I, and in that moment, I was very motivated because it was the healing of a family, right? And so I was like, I need to go talk to him. I need to find this out. I need to find this out. And so I would just focus and, you know, recreate the feeling inside of me that I had and go find him. Well, 
Later. Was it was it easy to recreate that feeling? Because when we want to imagine ourselves in that feeling, we have to take ourselves back and it requires a lot of energy and a lot of focus because sometimes we're like, I want to go there, but I don't want to feel the feelings that I was feeling because of the way it makes my body feel and the way it makes me feel. Correct. So it took me exactly some time to process that. And I mean, I learned how to do it but you can't always shoot yourself out of your body out of anger. Right. You know what I mean? And out of like madness. So it's kind of like I had to practice and it took, it took years for me. It took like a solid amount of years. I think by 2012, I started feeling very, um, like very grounded in the process that I had developed. So it took me years. That's a long time, like 2007 to 2012. And the reason why I remember it was 2012 when I started talking about it is because the, the rules of the astral plane changed. And so, you know, the famous 2012, what happened is you wouldn't necessarily have to leave your body anymore. Now you could, instead of astral travel, you could astral project because the frequency was available for us to not have to just leave the body and then project somewhere, but to actually be conscious in the body and be conscious where we were going. So all of a sudden it was like, whoa, I don't have to have this, you know, level of power to just eject, you know, like with the button. So at that point, um, I started kind of refining it. And, and by now, um, I've had like a grandma pass on and, you know, I've checked on the information that, that I was able to like connect and receive and see, and it would check out, you know? So I was like, okay, this is like real. And I would have no way of knowing this otherwise. So it took time for me to decide that this was a sound, you know, process, what I was doing. And then in 2012, it became easier for me to do this. And then I started teaching it in 2017 for the first time. So that's how long it took me to actually feel like, oh my gosh, I can now actually teach this. You know what I mean? Like for real, real. I started taking small groups and I started taking bigger groups, but there's a lot of work behind it is what I'm saying in order to do it at the level that I do it now, guiding groups of people across the world. So the way that it works truly is a mix of like a very, like you, you have to learn to still your mind and it's powerful. I know it's breath work, it's mental focus, and it's being able to, um, to work with your energy field. And so those are really the three, you know, the, the three things in every meditation, I call them meditation, but they're astral projections or wild journeys, <laughs> um, that I teach. I go through a part of this process where it's very grounding and it's very much like it, it, the first part is always teaching you to get a hold of yourself and to focus because if we don't have that, it's really tricky. Yeah. You know, you'll kind of get distracted out there and etc. But, and another thing that I will say for people is that being grounded, which doesn't make any sense, but if you're not grounded to the earth, like really grounded energetically, then it's so much harder to astral project because you will get lost because you don't have a grounder force back in. If say for the person that, that meets you and they're like, I'm grounded, but they don't really know they're not grounded. Right. Cause they'll be like, I sage, I do Palo Santo. I do a five minute breath work. How can someone identify if they're really, 
<laughs> That's very <laughs> clear. <laughs> How can someone identify if they fit the criteria? Like I'm grounded. I think I'm grounded, but I don't really know if I'm grounded. I have a way for you to really tell. Okay. If you guys really want to <laughs> really want to see this, I actually learned this from my mentor, Gary. Um, so what you want to do is have a friend. This requires you having a friend, have a friend and get at like shoulder. I mean, arm length apart from each other, stand up tall, stand up straight. Okay. And have your friend just kind of push you with that this much power, you know, just your hand power. So not like this, but if your hand is already extended and you just kind of go bing, right. And see how much you move. Okay. See how much your body moves. Like if they just ping your shoulder, you'll kind of go back, right? You'll kind of lose your equilibrium and go back. Um, after that, and you can sage and Palo Santo all you want, you know what I mean? Like clear your energy because that's really good. Like those things are really good, but they're not grounding. So it's like you clear all of that and you feel, you know, you feel good. Have somebody do that. After that, go and tune inwards into your heart. You know, take some breaths, still your mind to the best of what you can do. You know, go into your heart, connect your heart down to the earth. I teach this at the beginning of everything that I do. Connect your heartbeat to the heartbeat of the planet. Like actually feel your energy connecting down. Then come back up, like feel the exchange, feel the connection to planet earth. Like you're in sync. Now you're grounded. Okay. Now have your friend do this thing again and you won't move. Like you won't lose your, your balance because you are actually grounded. And so it's kind of like putting your, uh, you know, like plugging in your plug to, you know, the, the socket. It's kind of like that. Sometimes like you can kind of, you know, do it. You can be somewhat stable, like you can be okay. And if you're doing a lot of practices like breath work and, you know, cleansing and candles, like if you're meditating, you're going to be in a good place, but you can be in a better place if you're actually energetically grounded and connected because now all of your energy circuits are plugged in, you know, to, to your socket. (laughs) How long does it take everyone is, is everyone's journey very different on how long they're able to sink to the, to the heartbeat, to be grounded to that level? Um, it is different. It depends on the level of focus that you put into it. But, um, for anybody that wants to try too, you can go to my YouTube channel and I have, um, a playlist, a meditation playlist that's called meditate and astral travel with me. And the channel is, if you look up moon bibs in the light tribe by Sonia G, you'll find it. And, um, in that meditation, in, in that meditation playlist, there's probably a handful of them. There's some different ones, but there's a handful of them that start with that grounding. Um, and one of them that's really good for anybody that's really interested in just kind of practicing it and understanding it. It's called, I think it's called, um, the, the meditation for holding higher planetary realities. It's really to shift into a higher kind of consciousness, but it's very grounding into the higher realms of the earth. Right. And teaches you how to connect to, you know, higher available options in our reality. So it takes time depending on how often you're willing to practice, you know, and, but it really does. And a lot of people have a really, you know, it, it, it really, time is irrelevant when it comes to how powerful you do, you do it. So some people will take, you know, a week or, you know, two months to practice and they kind of, you know, give it, 
50% of their power, 50% of their focus, and it takes them forever. Some people will take two or three days and they focus on it and that's their thing, you know, and they get it right away. So it just kind of depends. But no matter what, I've never seen anybody not get it. So everybody I that I've experienced and work with gets there. Just everybody has different timing. So. I, I love it. Thank you for explaining that. Um, I also listened to your previous, uh, to one of your interviews and um, say, for example, you gave the example of um, when people do um, ayahuasca or say, for example, and they go, I'm, I'm not being grounded. They may not know. And we have to do soul retrieval. When would, when would, what, what is, what is soul retrieval? And when do we know we need it? Okay. Great question. So sometimes if you're not grounded, what happens is your soul, so the grounding kind of connects your heart and your being, this is your little human, to the heart of the earth, right? Okay. So when you're in the astral planes, your soul is out here, goes out here somewhere. And if you are not conscious, what happens with ayahuasca journeys or medicine journeys sometimes, depending on who's guiding, right, um, is that you're not aware of the astral planes. You don't have, you're entering a layer of reality that you're not aware of. So you don't know how to navigate it. You don't know how to move it, right? Like how to move in it. And that's the thing with medicine is it will make you deal with it. But if you don't know what you're doing, that can also be traumatic for a lot of people. It's traumatic because you get shot into this other place, right? And you're just like, whoa. And now you're having to deal with the stuff that comes up. And for some people, what happens is they leave parts of their, their energy, and their power in these moments where their, you know, their soul kind of went to deal with certain things and they don't know how to ground them back in because they're not grounded. They're not, you know, or they don't have any kind of knowledge of, I have to get back to myself. Right. And so it's kind of like, think of it like this. When we have, I think everybody can relate to this. When we have like a bad breakup, you know, when somebody breaks your heart or something and part of your energy is still, you know, like you feel you've lost a part of you. Yeah. Yeah. You have a cord and you keep thinking about that person and you don't want to, but you can think like there's a link. That's the same thing that happens is you will feel like there's a part of you missing. You will feel like, but you don't really know what it is because it's not a breakup. It's not a person. Right. And so you'll feel like a part of your soul is like, you know, like you're not really here. You don't really, you can't really relate with reality anymore. That's, I think the biggest symptom is that you're having a hard time relating with, you know, reality. And you're kind of just, you know, stuck thinking about what happened on your journey and you, you know, your thoughts take you back to that. So that's, you know, what, that's how you know that something's up and you've got to go, you know, and investigate. And the, the biggest thing is, is that, you don't have a training for how to navigate. So for, for a lot of people, for a lot of my students, I found that went through my teachings of how to navigate through yourself and your layers of existence and move through. Then you go and do a medicine journey and now you know what you're doing. Now you're writing the yeah. medicine instead of the medicine taking writing you. Writing you. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Powerful. Wow. Thank you so much for explaining that. Um when it comes also say for example with the soul retrieval like what do we do then would we go back to a ceremony or can we go how can we navigate that yeah so you would at that point when it gets to that point you'd want to work with somebody that will help you 
Yeah. Uh, you want to work with a, I would work with someone one-on-one. You could try and go to a ceremony again, but if you didn't know what you were doing the first time, you probably don't know what you're doing the second time because nothing changed in between. Yeah. So you may lose more pieces. You know what I mean? So th- there's that to consider. So you have to really feel it out. I would strongly suggest working with someone one-on-one and it's not something that I would necessarily do with medicine unless a person, um, I do the, I do my work without any kind of, you know, medicine journeys, but we get the same results with breath, breath work and focus. Not that you can't do it with medicine because I had that experience, but it's, you can do it either way. It's just, there's a way that's safer (laughs) because you don't know, you know, exactly. Yeah. So, um, in any case, you want to work with someone that will end up, um, traveling with you. So somebody like me that will actually go out and track where your energy is. So you want an energetic tracker, somebody that can like zoom into you and then see what happened and go and help you to retrieve that energy. You can also try this on your own, but by this point, right? If you lost a part of you, you don't want to do that. You don't want to risk it. You don't want to even go there. Yeah. So you want to have someone's help. That's going to be like, okay, let's go get you back. Right. And usually that's a one-on-one kind of experience where you just kind of open it up and you bring it back and you reintegrate it back. So for, for the person that, that understands you, but doesn't even know how to explain this to someone else and says like, I need a one-on-one, what would they say? A soul retrieval or they would say healing or what could they say? (laughs) So what I call it, if, if anybody ever wanted to book with me, I call them soul alignment. Okay. Because the, or you can, a lot of people just say, Hey, can I get a reading? Can I get a one-on-one? Right. However you say it, I call them soul alignment uh, sessions because it's so the wide range of things, right. That happens, but at the core of it, everything is back to you and the realignment with who you are and the energy and the line of your soul. So no matter what we do, whether I'm you know, we're traveling the astral planes, yeah. we're going places one-on-one, whether I'm helping you ground, some people will, you know, schedule saying like, I can't ground what's going on. You know what I mean? Or like, I want to talk to somebody on the other side or, you know, Akashic records. There's so many things that, you know, if you think that the moment you close your eyes, that's my realm. So that's where like my eyes are open now. That's where I see. And so a lot of the things that are the unseen realms that people have questions about, there's wide range. And so generally speaking, if you know, that's why soul alignment is the word. (laughs) Perfect. Thank you so much. Because if you don't know, you'll be like, you know, you'll be like pondering and, and, and looking for it when it comes to, um, accessing 5d for the people that may not understand what 5d is, how can we explain it to them? So imagine the earth, okay, sphere of the earth like this. This is 3D. It's solid. Then there's a bigger sphere of energy around it. That's you can't see it. It's right on top of the earth. That's 5D. It's a it's a rainbow like bandwidth of frequency all around the planet. And it keeps going. There's 60, there's 70, there's 80. There are, it's kind of like the earth has a rainbow around it, if you want to call it that all, you know, like different realms that keep going and going and going. And, and every slice of this frequency bandwidth, a different experience is available. Now, 
what happens is you get to elevate yourself. That's why people talk about raising your vibration, because if your vibration and your frequency doesn't match these higher realms bandwidth, then you don't have access. You yeah. just, you're pat, you know what I mean? It's kind of like if you were going on a skyscraper, you're not getting in through the door. Yeah. You're not getting through your pass is not activated to go to the higher levels. Like you just don't have the clearance. And so it's kind of like that. Um, and so as you elevate your, your, your frequency, elevate in consciousness, you activate these, you know, these frequencies, you have to activate them inside of you and hold them. You know, I often say like, don't pee out your light codes. Like don't just get an activation and let it go, you know, because sometimes that happens. You want to integrate oh. things. And so as you learn to hold this and embody these frequencies, now you're a match. Now you're embodied. Now you're vibrating at the frequency that will allow you to access these higher planes and, you know, higher states of consciousness. So what happens is you'll be walking, you know, in a street in a, you know, on planet earth, which is the 3d right construct of reality. 3d is simply solid solid earth. But a lot of the rules and regulations and, and beliefs and things that we've made up about reality reside on this 3D plane. If you learn to vibrate in fifth dimensional energy, so in 5D, then you're walking a 3D plane by the 5D rules. So wow. rules don't apply to you because you got the higher access, right? You, you've activated that higher clearance for yourself. So now you'll be walking down a street and let's just say, you know, for some people, it's an experience where, um, I don't know, police comes down the street or there's like, there's an accident or there's a traffic jam. Some people will experience that reality. And some people will be on the same street experiencing a flow of traffic. They'll never see the police. They'll never see any of that stuff. Fully different, fully different. You'll be in the same spot but what you're accessing is a different construct. So it's really actually trippy. And one of the things, some, some of the ways that it's happened is you'll see things that someone else is not seeing. So if you're walking down the path and they'll be like, do you see that? And they're like, uh, no, what are you seeing? You know what I mean? And you're yeah. seeing something that someone else is not, or, you know, um, yeah. Other example, like for example, you could have like an infestations of bugs, you know, and get bit, let's just say, and the other person is not. So it's just, how does that equate? You're in the same place at the same time, but you're experiencing it on a different consciousness plane. So that's the difference. Wow. When, when you say we need to hold it, does that mean just in ourselves or does that mean we can be influenced by the people around us? Say if they vibing in a low energy or they may be toxic, would that affect us? Absolutely. Oh. Yeah. So putting yourself in high vibrational environments makes a big difference because one of the big factors is that our environment, right? kind of creeps in on us until we learn to hold our frequency and create our environment. But Whoa. for a lot of people, that's not it. Yeah. It takes mastery to do that. It's not that easy. And like, quite frankly, <laughs> it's still not one of the favorite things like you want for me, um, like doing it in increments is different, but you know how you feel like if you were to go, for example, to, um, the energy of, I don't know, a death row, you know, penal colony of people like people that 
the vibration is so low. Those people are desperate. They're in a different frequency, right? There, there's an energy happening. So if you get to be plugged into an environment like that, like that energy will wear you out after yeah. a while. Does that make sense? Like yeah. you can admit for a while. So you can go consciously, for example, people that do work, you know, in those circumstances and they go and they emit a frequency and they do it on purpose to help these people. But then you're out, right? You do it in, in, in increments because you're helping to raise a vibration, but it would take, you know, Jesus level mastery to continue to do that, you know, and in an experience like that. And we're learning how to do it, but your environment has you know, aware on you. That's the reason why like TV and radio stations, they keep wearing people's frequency out because they keep pushing, you know, all of this junk (laughs) on people through the airwaves and people don't realize it, but it wears down their frequency. And so the, it, it does make a difference. That's, you know, why a lot of people, for example, are having a hard time in the corporate America jobs, or they feel like, oh, their job's just like, you know, it's like that because you want to, you want to instead feel like your energy is beaming out of you. But in order to get to that point, you have to build it. Yeah. Wow. And I believe it takes a lot of resilience and sometimes an awareness as well, because say, for example, with me, I was working in healthcare and I'm now taking the decision to leave. Um, and first of all, it's the whole stability, the money, and then the grieving and then the what ifs and, and people will come at you because they're like, it's your profession, but it's just knowing that I physically can't keep running away. Like last year I took three months off and this year I've taken 10 months off. So it's like, how, like how long can I go doing this before you realize you can't be doing this for a long time? Is this the next five years? Will you carry on doing this? How, how will you survive? How? Yeah. So it's just understanding. And also, um, the environment like I'm I'm currently in Medellin I'm taking some time out and when I go to the center it's buzzing and I just feel like my energy is just gone gone completely I'm just drained so it's just knowing that to be aware of your surroundings be aware of the people you're hanging on and there's people where you can feel that project the insecurities onto you or you're constantly like helping them or encouraging them. And it's like, that leaves you tired too. So it's just kind of being aware of who you are around as well. And the truth is we want to get to the point where the environment doesn't affect us, but you know, for the most part, we're not quite there yet, you know, and that's, you know, all the memes emit your own frequency. Everything changes when you learn to vibrate at the frequency of your dreams. I don't think that people truly understand what that means, (laughs) you know, but that's really it. It's just, once you emit your own frequency and you actually attract the situations, conditions, people, circumstances in life that you want, no matter what it looks like on the outside, now you're in mastery, right? When, when you're able to do that, but it does take, you know, some work to get there and we keep better at it. You know, we keep getting better at it and it keeps getting easier because as you learn, you know, the progression, you keep going and you keep going and you learn more skills. But at the beginning, you know, getting off the ground with understanding this, making sure that you have time for yourself to build your frequency, no matter what environment you're in, you have to start, right? You can't say, oh, I'm in a bad environment. My family's environment is toxic. Like I'm never going to get out of this. That doesn't work. You have to start creating 
you know, for yourself. And so we have to start. But once you kind of start, you know, the things spinning and your vibe starts growing and you start, you know, you'll manifest better and better. And it keeps getting easier because you find yourself in better environments with better people, with better jobs. And so you keep going from there. But when I first started this journey, you know, it was toxicity central. Like I think everybody has to dig themselves out in a sense, in a sense. Right. Wow. Um, what dimension are you able to go to 12D? Is it 12D? 12. Yes. Now we, you want to go to the 13. Okay. So to the 13 D, um, which is where your higher self consciousness is. This is where you are fully connected and integrated with your higher self. And then what I've discovered and what I've learned through these years of that have been very fast paced since 2020, since 2020 and 2021, like everything has sped up. And so we've actually unlocked um, all the way to 39. So it's a lot. As in, as in 39D? Yes, yes. That is, that is on the planet. That doesn't mean that there aren't so many more dimensions beyond that, but that is what is safely accessible from your feet, like touching the ground, right? And you being in awareness of who you are, you, we can actually go all the way to 39, which is, wow. Yeah. Is, is it, is it possible to create community and, and realize, okay, you're able to access 12 D or is just, how does it work? Does that make sense? Because some people, some, some people on 3d and like you say, some people will experience things very differently, see things very differently. Say for example, you're able to access 12 D and even up to 39 D. So your whole environment, the people that come into your life, your business partners, the business that you attract will be very different to other people. Right. Um, is it possible to recognize who is on your energy and who doesn't take or who's able to vibe at that level? Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Because you won't like, you will start working with me. You'll just start attracting those people and those relationships will come into place. So, you know, the way that, for example, the relationship that I have now is fully functioning on a different scale than when I first started this journey, because we're vibrating in a similar place. Right. And so that's where it's at. The people that I connect with my, my soul sisters, like I still have friends and I still have family yeah. that are in their own vibe, but the people that I work with, the people that I consciously do, you know, experience life with. And are all, you know, people that are vibrating in a higher frequency. And so for me, it's also, it, it's the soul family, right? Yeah, and yeah. so and through the courses that I teach and my, you know, Instagram family kind of thing, I connect with a lot because once you, once you're clear on who you are and what you stand for, right, you'll start to kind of attract people and, and then you recognize them. And some people are not exactly there, but they're learning. And some yes. people are in this, it, are in this energy where they're just right with me. You know, I feel like they're just right behind me. Like I'm a few steps ahead and they keep on learning and they keep on learning. And these are the people that, you know, are, for example, at the, the you know, in the higher I teach like beginners and then intermediate and then advanced courses. And so a lot of people in my advanced courses are right there. Like, you know, it's amazing because then we will go on journeys and we will discover different places and everybody sees the same things. Everyone sees each, each other. Like 
it's amazing what we're, what we're able to do when we actually really, you know, make our, our way there and what we're able to manifest in the physical, like it's pretty extraordinary. So That's it's really beautiful. Cool. Yeah. It's, it's beautiful because I saw um, the picture on your post. Once you reach 1 million, you know, the beautiful picture when, when you have the balloon, oh, yeah. like, like self-made millionaire. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it just goes to show that once we're able to elevate and, and basically our whole existence and the things that come into our life and what we see, it can, we can truly make it happen. Um, Sonia, if you had a billboard, what would it say on the side of the highway? Oh, this is a great question. It would say <laughs> find heaven within. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah. That's a sentence that is dear and that's close to my heart. It's actually the name of the, my podcast. Um, and like, it's a slogan sentence that I use on a lot of things because I think a lot of people look outside of themselves. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. So find your heaven within you. That's where it's at. Yeah. Beautiful. What is your favorite book? Oh, 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 what is my favorite book? It's called Family of Light. I have two. One is Bringers of the Dawn and one is called Path, um, no, Family of Light by Barbara Marciniak. Are you familiar with her work? So Barbara Marciniak wrote these books in the 90s, 80s and 90s. And she wrote about the Pleiadians. She worked with- Wow. And she had these guides. And I never found her work until after I taught courses. Um, I was taught by the Palladians for a solid year, right? I received a lot of information, a lot of downloads. I wrote, I journaled, I created, you know, different pathways and structures that are now in my courses from them. And then one day I found these books and I was like, holy shit. She foretold the story of what I was doing today. So in her books, she will say, people will come that will teach this and this and this. People will, and we were taught by the same teachers. So when I read her books, I was in tears. I feel like it's so, it's the same line, right? It's the yeah. same because it was, you know, from Pleiadian energy. And so I love them. There's a lot of truth um, to, you know, all of these teachings, even though she was anticipating the changes happening in 2012 that happened in 2021. You know, okay. So, so the time isn't exact, but it's still happening. It's still, the teachings are very, yeah, they're very on point and they do predict these kinds of things. And she says, you know, people will figure out how to do this when you figure out how to da 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 that. And I'm like, that's me, <laughs> you know? Beautiful. So it's really cool. Yeah. I love it. Knowing where you are now, knowing, looking at your lifestyle, looking at everything, what advice would you give to your younger self that was 16, just kind of discovering it or figuring stuff out? What advice would you give to yourself? Mm. I would say to learn to trust yourself more yeah, and that you have a connection that is so precious. Everyone does. So you have a connection that's available inside of you. That's so precious. And if you learn to trust that instead of doubting it and fighting yourself, like you're already there. Like don't, don't fight yourself, support yourself. That's what I would say. I would say you ultimately, you already know where you're going. So learn to trust yourself instead of doubting yourself. That's always the key. I think so many of us, you know, have that, but that's truly what I would say. And I would also say 
when it gets hard, don't look for the answers outside. When it gets hard, go inside and connect. And when it gets hard and when you're defiant to life and when you're still a teenager or when you're like in the, you know, where you feel like the world doesn't understand you, nobody gets you. And it's like that. You don't even want to talk to God. You don't even want to connect. You are like, fuck everything. It's those moments where it's needed the most. It's those moments, you know, that you want to actually do that. In fact, I have a voice memo on my phone that says, listen to this when you're pissed off at everything. I love that. (laughs) I made it for myself. So when I'm having these moments where I'm like, oh my God, nobody gets it, you know, or whatever. Sometimes it still happens, but this was from a long time ago. And it says, you know, my dear Sonia, I love you. You can do this. Remember that God's with you. Remember the angels are with you. You know, go and connect your higher self. Go talk to your higher self. Go and ground. Like, this is what you're missing. And so that's, you know. And and we need that. We need that element of self-soothing because sometimes we get stuck in a situation, um, in our thoughts, and we're just like, what is going on? Things are not going my way. But it's just remembering, relax, chill, ground. You got this. Out of all the information you've taken, out of all the courses, which one would you most recommend? Um, for what kind of? For a newbie, for a complete newbie. They don't really know. They don't really know what's happening. I would absolutely recommend the metaphysical mastermind. It's a whole experience. It's a whole teachings. It's a very comprehensive course and it teaches you how to discern and how to work with your higher self, how to understand truth from lies how to connect with your angels and guides, how to go an astral journey in a way that is safe. It sorts through your galactic heritage and what is in your bloodline. So the stories in your blood, the stories in your bloodline and how they connect to, you know, the galactic family. So it's a very expansive journey, including of daily practices that are, you know, 10 to 30 minutes every day, depending on how long people want it to really learn to harness your gifts, to harness your spiritual gifts. So it's the most comprehensive course that I have for anybody that's like, Oh my gosh, I need to start. Like, where do I start? There's so much stuff out there, but I am on this journey. I am awakened. I know that I am in Ascension. How does all this dimensional stuff works? You know, like where's, you know, how do I know if I'm talking to the Palladians or if I am talking to the Arcturians, like what's real, what's not, that's the course. You know, how do I do this safely? How do I do this astral connection safely? How do I do journey safely? That's the one. Is, is this one with you? It is. Beautiful. Yeah, it's Beautiful. That I created. It's packed with experiences that are guided from morning meditation um, like 10 minute morning meditation. That's very powerful. Change your life to, to learn to ground and connect to your higher self. Um, and then just different practices and rituals to really, you know, hold you in this higher frequency, this higher activations. And, um, it's a 10 week journey. So it's a, you know, intense 10 weeks. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. Intense. Like you need to do your homework. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to, there's, there's 10 modules in there. There's also, it's the only course where I have, um, like 
a wild amount of bonuses. So you can have that course and do it over the over a year. Does okay. that make sense? Yeah, go yeah, at yeah. your own pace and really just kind of, you know, go through it. I even have, it's the only course that has a module with my um, sweetheart, with my partner. And he was the first person to ever, ever, ever take me on a journey to like on our first date. He's like, here, see if you can follow me. I'm going to take you to heaven. What? What? (laughs) Yeah. This is a long time. This is 2010. So after I had my very first, I was like, what? You know how to go there too? And he's like, I'm going to take you to heaven. Can you follow me? And I was like, sure, I'll sort it out. He is a theta healer. So he's certified in lots of different things and he's highly psychic. So he teaches a very powerful process inside of that course. Um, There are so many bonuses inside of that course. It's just wild. You literally can just have that and work through it and just have me in your ears listening, you know, sometimes feel like, okay, this is one where I have to do, you know, follow the manual. There's a full manual and, you know, workbook and and things to do. Um, And sometimes you just want to listen to it to understand who are the Syrians again? How does, you know, sacred geometry work in the dimensional planes? Like, and you just kind of start to really get into the vibration of this higher frequency and the words and how, you know, to do this. So that's really the one I recommend overall. I love it. I love it. There's so many more offerings as well on your website. Like I've, I've seen everything. Say for example, is, do you think that's entry level? Um, I believe it's beginner levels when your, your eyes are open okay. and when you already understood it doesn't mean your third eye is open but it means your eyes are open to you know you've awakened you understand there's more and you're ready to go for it right when it's really when you're looking at something that's entry level where like i don't even know you know like do i have intuition are there angels what's going on like if you're kind of really just beginning beginning then this is the sacred chakras journey Um, and this is a course that takes you, so to, to kind of put it in, in perspective, the sacred chakras journey takes you from your chakras, learning how to clear your chakras, learning how to cut cords, how to, you know, it's more of a a basic, you know, um, not very basic because nothing I do is basic, but it's the foundation of it all where you really learn to ground, you know, and learn to, to work with your chakras and work with angels all the way to the 13 D. So it's from the beginning, from the root to the 13 D and that's to develop your intuition to, to start this, you know, this journey. And then after that, when you go to the metaphysical mastermind, that will take you all the way from, you know, what, from the beginning all the way to 39. Okay. Yeah. That's the, that's the difference. So it's more comprehensive, but if it feels like it's too much, start with the sacred chakras journey. And then I also have another one that's called the crash course. (laughs) That one's even, um, it's even shorter and sweeter in a sense. It's called, um, clearing, activating and integrating. And so you learn how to clear, you learn how to activate a certain frequency and what it means to integrate it. Right. And why we're doing all this work, what's happening inside of us, what's happening, you know, in ourselves. Why is this happening? Why do we feel the way we feel? How does everything come from? 
And so, yeah, th those are the, the kind of the beginning, you know, staples. And then I have courses all the way because I've taught for so many years now. And the energy is, you know, as soon as I learn something new and I master it, then I want to teach it because it's like, oh my gosh, we can do this now, you know? And so some of my most advanced ones are like the ninja light workers, like the people that actually feel like they're called to utilize their, you know, superpowers. Like, you know, if you were like a special ops kind of agent and you're out there because you know that that's your job and you're, you know, creating different things in reality and you're, you know, fighting the light warrior fights and, you know, to learn how to do it in a way that is safe not slaying dragons without skills. Does that make sense? Exactly, yeah. And and, I'm, yeah, and then they get burnt, yeah. And, and they're knackered and they're exhausted and they feel lost and it's like they don't understand. It's like we needed that protection in the first place. Sonia, thank you so much. Sonia, have you written books? I'm sorry? Have you written books? Are you an author? I am <laughs> not yet. Okay. I have written manuals that are inside the courses that... <laughs> could be a book but i have created a deck of cards that will have the goddess got it yes goddess. goddess secrets cards um so this is like a book in cards so i just did it kind of different so i did the cards first because sure black sheep energy over here all the time so i did the cards first and then the book will come out uh for these cards when 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 do you think the book will come out We'll find out. Okay, I love it. I love it. And uh, Sonia, you do retreats. Any re when? How how often? How does it work? I generally do retreats once a year. Okay, and they are here in my sacred space. Um, okay, beautiful. Is, is that in Utah? It is in Utah. Mm -hmm. Got it. Okay, beautiful. And how does that work? Is it like? Anyone can go or is it you have to be third eye open? You have to have done the work. How does it work? It depends on the kind of retreat. So I have done, um, there's a retreat that I do generally every year in August. It has been in person every year. Sometimes it, this year it may be a virtual one. I okay. have to see. Um, but that one is one, like, if you're not interested in, like, higher self astral connection and like serious downloads, like that's not for you. If you just want to do like, for example, a, a breath work or a relaxing, you know, retreat, that's not it. Like these are like, you know, intense. Gonna, we're going to work. Yeah. We're going to work. Like it, you're going to do the work, but you're going to have so much fun that it's not going to feel like work because they're very much like goddess retreat. So we have it in so much fun. We do like candle, you know, manifesting. We do, um, we have our crowns every year. I do different kinds of goddess crowns. We have dresses. We dress like goddesses. Like it's an experience of who you are capable of becoming. And you oh. go to, you know, do a dance of light here in a beautiful place. that's called the salt flats where we dance on white salt on top of a lake. It's amazing. Is that, is that where you did the picture? Yes. I actually thought that was in Bolivia because it looks very similar to, but I actually thought that was in Bolivia. It's truly beautiful. Nice. It's, yeah. And so it's a place where we go here. It feels very sacred because you're dancing on water on top of, you know, salt. I mean, it's just yeah, like yeah. So, it's beautiful. so, so beautiful healing, but it is powerful, you know? And so it's like, 
it's definitely a retreat where you're going to have an experience of astral travel. What I will say is if you haven't figured out how to do this work, but you're drawn to it and you want to be in an environment where you'll be led and guided and supported and it feels safe, this is the place. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If it's like slightly intimidating, I've had one of my um, sweet moon babes. She came to the first retreat because she felt called to it. And this, you know, the, the first one that I ever did. And she's like, I so don't belong here. I don't know what you guys are talking about. Be here. And she was just like in the back of the room. She did a couple of the things, you know, that were like kind of easier. And she was just listening and observing. She's like, I know I'm meant to be here. I'm not getting any of it, but I'm good. I am good. And then she came the next year and she was like, okay, I'm starting to feel some of this more. And then she came again the, the following year and she was like, I got it. And I was like, you are just something magical. But she knew this was for her. It changed her life. Right. And so sometimes it does, but she also, she loves learning in person. Some people love learning in person. They don't love to learn. And so for her, this was more powerful doing one retreat every year instead of doing, you know, courses throughout the year. So it just kind of depends on what your, your, your thing is. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. Sonia, I just wanted to say thank you so much. Thank you for, for, for taking the time to come on Gen Touch. And thank you for sharing your journey and being that light to so many other people, right? Because sometimes we could feel like there's something more, but we don't know where to go. And sometimes we see so much coming at us where it be social media, where it be billboards, where it be television that it's like we feel lost in our thoughts either way. So thank you so much for all the work that you're doing because truly, truly, truly it's a way for people to connect. And as well by you holding, the retreats is community community is so important to be able to tap into that energy to feel like you belong to feel like people get it people are with you people are growing they're inspiring they're educating and it's like if if you're called to be a healer this is the place to be so thank you so much girl yeah thank you for having me and then i want to say for anybody that wants to find me on instagram you can find me at moonbabes and the light tribe and then the website where you can find all these things that we talked about is moonbabetribe.com so and if you ever you know want to find any of the things you just google sonia g moon babes and the light tribe and then all the things come up <laughs> perfect yes we did it girl well i'm Thank gonna you. you're very welcome